0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ami Sites. Great pleasure today to have our guest, Rich Armstrong. Rich is the president of the Great, Great Game of Business. And we're here to talk to him all about the Great Game of Business, what it is, how it works. And we're going to spend some time talking about the ESOP market, employee stock ownership programs, what he's seeing, what's happening, and how that's really relevant post-pandemic. Rich, welcome. Thanks for being on.
1: Yeah, thank you, Ami, and thanks for the invite. Glad to be here.
0: Rich, tell me everything.
1: Tell me everything. <laughs> uh, well, it's a crazy world out there right now. Coming out of the pandemic, it's uh, it's been interesting in our business to just seeing the, you know, the excitement with our clients about their growth opportunities that are ahead of them, but at the same time, trying to find the resources to get it all done. the The word back uh, backlog is a, a common phrase we're hearing right now with clients. What is your business? Ray? Well, the Great Game of Business is a a coaching and training organization that focuses primarily around a, a an operating system built around open book management, and uh, I, maybe many of your listeners are somewhat familiar with the concept of open book management. But in, in in a nutshell, it's it's the it's the process of opening up and sharing the financials of the business. But it goes far deeper than that it's really not only sharing it but educating everyone on that information and getting people to understand what their line of sight is to those numbers how they can influence those particular numbers and if we win as a team then there's rewards for that so the basic principles about and the process of the system that we teach is is to educate your people so they begin to think like owners right and and educate them on the business and then empower them uh, to, to use that information, that knowledge, to make better decisions in the business. Um, and then the last principle is to, to engage them by providing them a stake in the outcome. If we're successful, they get you know, a fair share of the rewards that are created by, by uh, their actions.
0: That's fascinating, Rich. So tell us in your community, and I know there's a community of businesses that do this and coaches and this. What is different in your world today compared to three years ago? What are there trends that you see that are different or issues that you see businesses confronting or thinking about in ways that are different?
1: No, it's it's a good question. Actually, we're really excited about the future, at least in regards to the, the things that we do and how we support companies. And primarily because I think this idea of financial transparency or being a little bit more open in the business is is on a tipping point meaning that i think more entrepreneurs ceos owners are open to the idea and i think the pandemic you know like it did to a lot of companies expedited some trends that have always been there but maybe expedited it and i think the idea of people being a little bit more open with their their people about the financial condition of their business and how they how they fit in that both today and in the future um, opened up some uh, you know mindsets of more entrepreneurs. So we see that the concept of open book management, the concept of what we do, uh, it's it's just starting to to boom in, in our mind. And that's always been a constraint over the years, Ami, because people were a little fearful about the idea of financial transparency. A lot of owners weren't comfortable with that. But I, I see more and more being comfortable. Another trend of that is that I think there's a new generation of workforce coming in that—that's how they were brought up, and they're more open to it. They want to do things differently than their dad and mom did, right? Or their—you um, know—their older colleagues in the business, right? The boom—the boomers. You know, they want to—they want to be more open. And um, the last thing I would say is that I think it's also a differentiator in terms of attracting good talent. And I think for businesses to find talent and find good talent in the future, they're gonna have to be more open and show employees how they're connected to the business and how they can be rewarded with the business and what it really means to them rather than being you know, more closed book. I think there's just that new generation wants that kind of feeling in a workplace.
0: How big are companies that typically work with you, Rich?
1: it's really all over our sweet spot are really companies that you know probably are 30 to 50 employees or more primarily because this operating system really supports companies to make that next step where the entrepreneur can't kind of get his arms around everything and they have to start to hire some management and they start have to delegate more This is a system that allows them to put some more ownership with their employees so they can scale without just kind of bringing hierarchies in the business they can really get everybody to take some some level of ownership so. that's kind of the entry point, although we do work with some really small companies that are building up to that, but our sweet spot is any businesses over over kind of that 30 or 50 employees. But we work with everything to a billion dollar companies that in multiple divisions and things it's it are primary business probably lies in that mid-market range um, from 50 to you know 500 employees um you know 200 to 500 million dollar companies rich
0: so you talked about it as an operating system there are other operating systems out there such eos or i don't think scaling up things itself as an operating system but in some ways it is um Do you supplement them or you own an alternative to them? Or do you complement them? How does your, do people do you you and something else or are you their operating system?
1: No, it's a really good question. Cause over the years um, we have, we have worked with, let's say scale up and the Vern Harnish organization for 30 plus years, right? Vern uh, talked a lot about the principles and practices of the game in his original book. And it's definitely part of his, you know, operating system as well. Um, and then of course, traction kind of spun off of the scale up and burn Harnish um, area as well. So there's a lot of elements. so there's a lot of overlap. But um, where I think the the differentiation or the added part of the our operating system really centers around the involvement of everyone in the organization, that's for one, most of those operating systems really kind of focus, at least initially and, in, sometimes primarily on the leadership team uh we go deep with the entire organization the other thing is this is focused around financials you know a lot of the operating systems out there are are kind of you know give give your employees some kpis and get them focused around what they do and and really leadership is making determination how those connect to financials this is starts with financials we're starting with that Ultimate scorecard for any business. How do we make money? How do we generate cash? And how do people make better decisions every day to do those two things? So that's different. And uh, you know, I think the 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 other part of it is this is this is very people based. This is about building people, building leaders. Um, it's giving people, you know, a, a more information and more education so they can they can uh, grow themselves and and. One of the byproducts of this for years and years is that it really finds the diamonds in the rough. I mean, we have for our own company at SRC Holdings, which is, you know, close to 2000 employees, we have many senior leaders. You know, some executive vice president have responsible responsibility for multiple units that grew up in the organization. They, you know, uh, they were in the janitorial area or they were a supervisor or a. You know, a a scheduler and they moved up to the organization because they we we taught them business, right? And we we get them to understand what they could do to really kind of expand their quality of life.
0: So what's next, right? So what do you see now? I know you were just at a big conference in, in Vegas. What do you see the trends or things that people in your community are thinking about most?
1: Well, the challenge is first and foremost right now, supply chain, just like most people and finding good. And that supply chain is something that's brought issues are something that's going to be around for a while, primarily, I think, because of people, you know, and finding good talent and retaining that good talent. So, you know, our community is definitely focused on that foremost. And I think that's why they use. You know the great game of business and operating systems like this is to show employees that um, this is a great place to work you know this is where a lot of opportunities for people so they're really doubling down on those factors to find really good talent and retaining that talent the other thing i i see and you mentioned the conference last uh, week that i was at this was the esop association conference which is the largest gathering of employee-owned companies right or people interested in employee-owned companies and that's a big you know that's a, a significant part not it's about 10 15 percent of our total business is working with employee-owned companies because obviously they provided equity to those employees and they want uh they want uh, ways to educate them on the business and get them involved with the business and grow the value of the business and great game you know is really perfect fit for that so we're heavily involved in that community but what I've seen out there is that I, the the service providers, you know, the, the accountants, the investment banks, the uh, uh, ESOP advisors uh, that get involved with transactions like employee ownership, you know, last three to five years it's been relatively flat. But this this last year and and going into you know this this current year, they're double or triple the number of transactions they're doing. I mean, it's it's a high deal and i think there's a a big part of that is that you know the baby boomers leaving employee ownership or the esop transaction can be attractive for tax purposes but it also gives owners to not fully exit right they don't have to fully exit out of the business they can exit over time and actually take you know some significant leadership roles or continue to take significant readers leadership roles going forward so it's a little bit it's it's flexible uh if 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 the company is you know right for an esop right but uh but it's just growing and i think uh, that trend is really based off of you know more owners thinking okay is this the time to sell right and can i sell and what's the best route to do that exit
0: rich what do you think the two or three most important things are that business owners and entrepreneurs need to be thinking about right now
1: um, I think it goes back to the the, the number one is people. Uh, I think I think business owners really need to figure out how to build um, a culture that's kind of an employer of choice type culture. Um, I think that's going to be a constraint on every business. I think the growth's going to be there in the next three to five years, but the way you're going to be able to to take advantage of that is you've got to have people resources. The other thing is you got to get you got to be more efficient you know we got we gotta we're gonna have to do more with less and uh i go back to the idea of you know open book management we've just seen this as being an efficient way to run a business right if you have everybody getting up in the morning thinking about how they're going to make the business more successful how efficient more efficient can you get right and and tie into those goals the third one I think it's strategy, I think I think businesses need to really look at their next five year plans, three to five year plans and figure out, do their best to figure out where they're going to position themselves in the marketplace to create, you know, a more sustainable competitive advantage because there's going to be a lot of change in market and you know, I, I think everybody's seen, you know, some of the reports out there. We follow the the guys, you know, Alan and, and Brian from ITR, which you probably are very familiar with. They, you know, they're predicting that, you know, 2026, 2027 is is up to that's going to be good growth years. But after that, you know, it's going to start to get a little tough. And so how, how are you positioned in the marketplace in the right products, right services, right industries to be successful?
0: Rich, what, what questions should I have asked you that I forgot?
1: Well, I like that, that we use that in our podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I learned that from you. I think.
1: <laughs> Boy, and, and I'm stumped. I'm stumped. Um, I, you know, geez, what would be a good one? You've got me stumped on me and I do this to people all the time. I, you know, I, I, I think you hit on, you know, the important, you know, those three priorities, um, I, you know, just how do you go about doing those three priorities? I mean, it's one thing to say, hey, this is where you need a priority. You gotta, you know, you gotta find the right talent. You know, you gotta be more efficient, but how do you go about doing that? And, and you know, we're, we're looking at that internally at SRC Holdings, but I really do believe that we have the right culture, the right kind of system, that can thrive in this kind of the the, with these three priorities meaning it's a culture that people can really engage with and and you're you're building a culture that's focused on the right things right business success and not all the fringes you know that you know great place to work and you know pool tables and break rooms and flexibility all those things are table stakes but if you can get employees really focused on uh, the business and they get excited about being part of the business and see themselves in it in the next three to five years, that's really where you need to do. That's, that's a how to to find and track the right kind of talent. And I think it spins over also to strategy. Um, you know, a lot of things, Jack, you know, Stack, who's, you know, our CEO of SRC Holdings and, and the original kind of thought leader of the great game of business, he, uh, you know, the thing that, is most powerful and really a, a big contributor to our success at SRC Holdings over the last 30 years is, is the way that we build our plans, our long-term plans and the strategy process. We call it high involvement planning. And I think that's a how too. is that I think in the future is that for companies to be successful and really have a meaningful executable plan, they're gonna get, they need, they need the buy-in and confidence of their team um, those, those teams can jump from one company, you know, those people can jump from one company to the next too too easy. So they've got to be connected in the long term. And, and the way you do that is you involve them in how to create that vision. Right. And that's a lot to say, but that's our process. What's it, you know, we, we have confidence in our people and the plan. And if we don't, we fix it. And, uh, I think that's a big contributor. So I would say it's, the question is, which I've already answered, obviously, but is great priorities for the next three years, but how do you actually do it?
0: Rich, it's been a great conversation, very useful to our listeners. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the work you do for business owners and entrepreneurs in your organization. And thank you.
1: Well, thank, same to you, Amin. Thank you uh, for for the opportunity to, to join you.
0: Keep smiling, buddy.
1: All right. Take care.
0: Thanks for joining us today on AMI Sites with your host, AMI Kassar, the foremost SBA thought leader. Make sure you visit us at multifunding.com where you can meet our advisory team and learn more about how we help entrepreneurs fund their future.